I like playing with my nipples while I'm getting my ate. Amen. I like my nipples too. I do too. Gently bit. Gently Real bit. men. Real men. To get their nipples. Attention all cheese eaters. Tops Off World Tour kicks off November 15th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Cincinnati, Nashville, Little Rock, Springfield, Philadelphia, Norfolk, Winston-Salem, Fairfax, Roanoke, Rochester, Worcester, Newark, Providence, and Albany, New York, December 10th. We're rolling right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's an absolute fucking honor as a hip-hop fan, as a Floridian, as a man, as a fellow ass-eater to bring on Trick Daddy Dollars. What's going on, man? Buddy, I have you. I've told you we just did your cooking show. Uh-huh. Bitch, I got my pots. It's it's You can find it online. It's awesome. You are a legit chef. Yeah, and, and, and what I wanted to do first, I wanted to make sure I cook at the cooking show. So, you know, my, my two business partners, uh, CO and EJ, they was like, well, how are we going to do that? I said, well, we, we need to figure it out. Yeah. They was like, well, ain't no ventilation system. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> so we we built we built the kitchen. Yeah. And I said, just let's just, just get a, a the, the flat cooktop. And we, so we built the, the stove and it was moving at first. We locked it down. I said, okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna cook all simple meals. A lot of things I wanna cook. That's a, a lot yeah. of things, a lot of things that I wanna cook, I don't cook, like oxtails. It's gonna Ooh, take you. Can I tell you, Snoop introduced me to oxtails. Oh man. We did I, a TV show together and he said. He said, I said, what did you, what, what's for lunch? And he goes, I'm not eating that shit. I said, what? And he goes, I order off. He goes, why don't I just put in an order for you? Every time I order mine, I'll just get you one. And they dropped off oxtails and I fucked up oxtails. And, like, and y'all was in, y'all was in, in the Bay? Macon, Georgia. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say, they can't cook oxtails in, in no. Cali like they cook them in, in the South. No. Because I, I am the oxtail man, like. Do you serve that at Sundays? No, I don't sell it at Sundays because it's very expensive. And when people do sell oxtails, if you buy an oxtail dinner, the dinner will consist of three pieces of bone with a little meat around it. Yeah. Because the oxtails are like $12 a pound. And it's all bone. And it's, 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 like, it's mostly bone. So that's why a lot of the... A lot of the island restaurants, they pile all that goddamn rice up on your plate to try to psych you out and fill you up. <laughs> yeah. That's the truth. What uh, Can I tell you, it was interesting to me as a hip-hop fan, and I, I wonder if you saw hip-hop the same way I did, is that you would hear uh, phrases in a song that would leave a mark on you, and then you would imagine more about that artist because of that song. Uh, uh, well, of course, of course, big NWA fan. Fucking huge. Big EPMD fan. Yes. Big Public Enemy fan. Ooh, I remember... I, Public enemies when I found out not all black people like white people. <laughs> and, 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 and listen, and what it is, is I was like, this. I think they're talking about me. <laughs> they're but, definitely talking about my dad. <laughs> but but the thing is, is is being born and raised in the South, I can honestly say that I have never been through racism. Really? Because we have everything else except for racist white folks down here. You got everything in my We head. got racist black folk, racist <laughs> Spanish folk. We got racist <laughs> Haitians, racist Jamaicans, Trinidadians, everybody. If you call a, 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 a Colombian, a Cuban. Ooh, do not make that mistake. That's worse than a, a white man calling a black man a nigga. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and, 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 and you never knew, and I never knew that it was different kinds of Spanish. 
Oh, yeah. So I learned Spanish from my Cuban homeboy. And I was talking to my homeboy from Venezuela, trying to talk to him in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And I must have said something about his mama because he was like, don't fucking play with me. I'm like, what the fuck? The phrase we grew up with was, uh, yeah, the, the phrase for uh, gay dudes when I was a kid was uh, duck. Que pato is meant like, like, oh, look at the, look at that. You're, well, que pato, if you did something that wasn't manly. But anywhere else, that just means, what, what's up with the duck? <laughs> and we only knew, we only knew, we, and these, these were the times, this was before gay was a norm. This was a yeah. time when, when, when you were gay, you had to wait you was 30 years old to come out of the closet. Yeah. And, and we only knew, only term for that was a Jamaican term called him a bati boy. I heard so that. That was never, we, never, we didn't have another term for it. Yeah, Make I it, like I like how, and I I have to say this, I like how progressive you are because you are progressive, right? Like, and but here's the thing is, I I will say that I we're the same age roughly, right? And we didn't grow up naturally being progressive, right? Are the 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 dudes we grew up with, homophobia was the norm. It was the norm. It was and, the norm. Yeah. And, and then as we got older, we realized, okay, well at least I'm not gay. <laughs> and, and, and you know, and I have I have a little brother that I believe I believe that he's been gay. I'm like, you need to come out of the closet. And every time I say it, he get offended. Yeah. But I know some of the, some of the most wonderful, some of the most smartest, successful people I know are gay. My general manager of my restaurant is a gay black man, and everybody loves him. I even have a homegirl that's got a daughter that says that she can make him not gay no more. She's that much in love with him. Yeah. But he said he can't do it, and we hang around and we hang together. I just want people to know that. There's something for everybody. The, the, now, the people that I have a problem with is that the people that are pretending to be gay to fit in. Uh, that's, yeah. Because I keep telling y'all have a problem with homosexual men, but homosexual men don't bulldog. Like, for every homosexual man, there's a man that like homosexual gay men. And yeah. that and he's got somebody for him. So you don't need to worry about him. Mm -hmm. you, you need to worry about yourself and... Plus, I grew up in a family where my mom, I, my mom got 11 kids from 10 different men. So I understand. Now, at first I didn't. I was like, well, damn, huh? Yeah. But then I realized, you know, we grew up in a project where it was actually a project where you couldn't have a man staying in your house. So after a while, my mom must be like, shoot him off. Like, now you got to go now because you ain't finna mess up my hood because I need it for my kids. Yeah. And by the time he get too far down the road, she pregnant. <laughs> and, 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 and I said, and, and I came from an era where in the fourth or fifth grade, if you was a virgin, they picked at you. So I had, I grew up in Liberty City in the yeah. public project. I had it real rough. I had to make decisions as a grown man, as a, a five-year-old grown man, where by eight, I had a bill to pay. By eight, I was buying my own school shoes. Like, really? I pumped gas. I bagged grocery. I raked yards. I ran store errand. I sold newspaper. I sold fruit. And when we didn't have, we didn't know where the cleaners was. We had a wash house. They had the pressing machine. So we would go, we would wash our clothes in the bathtub, let them, let them dry, almost dry on the clothesline with clothespin. And then a, a group of us would go down to the to the uh, laundry store and put a quarter in the pressing machine. And we was going to school with the, the crease, like they, they, you know. Yeah. We was the we were the poor rich folks. What was I I, I, I kinda I don't even I even I grew up in Florida, but like what was a childhood in Liberty City, like what was a childhood in Miami? What are your fondest memories? And I would love to know, like, because I, I remember being scared as a child, like being, uh, like how terrified. Well, we, I was terrified, really, because you, you're a tough dude. God, the devil, the police, and my mama, really. I was I was terrified of them. Anybody else could get it. I was suspect. 
if they tried me in school without remembering my mama, I will punch them in their mouth and beat them crying. Because when the teacher called my mama, she gonna beat my ass. Yeah. And and, and we we grew up in Miami was, you catch mine doing something wrong, you beat the ass. Yeah. Don't go talk about my kids to your neighbors and all. You catch mine doing. So if your neighbor, if your friend mama gave you ass whooping, you pray she don't tell your mama because that's two ass whooping. And we grew up on some things like after school, come home, take off your school clothes, put on your play clothes. Yep, that's I, I grew up like that. No opening refrigerator. You don't just open it. You don't. A child do not open the refrigerator in my era unless the, the adult sent them and told them to go get them something out the refrigerator. Really? If you're thirsty, because you've been outside in the sun playing, get that half a water hose and let the... <laughs> gonna say that get that half a water hose and you drinking about that water hose yep that was that that i remember and you couldn't drink off a neighbor's water hose you had to drink off your own water water hose hose. i got in trouble for drinking off my neighbor's water hose one time if your neighbor if your your best friend mom asked you if you wanted something to eat you had to say no yeah because it's like her son came over here hungry i want to think i don't feed my kids you say no oh i wasn't allowed i wasn't allowed to get snacks at people's houses no none definitely and I wasn't allowed to eat snacks while my friends was at my house. Oh. Because now I got to offer them a snack, and now I'm going to get my ass whooped because I'm eating up my little brother's and sister's snacks. What was your go-to if you went to a convenience store and your mom gave you, like, I remember, by the way, I remember you could go to a convenience store. We had a Circle K by our house, and you go there with 50 cents and get and, ma- and make out. Shit. Yeah. I, m- I remember my go-to was Watermelon Jolly Ranchers was my go-to. Uh, my, okay, my go-to was I, lo- I love Chico Sticks. Really? I love Chico Sticks, and I love Mystery Mix Now Laters. The Mystery Mix Now Laters. I mean, every Now lady was a different flavor and a different color. I like that. But we didn't have, we didn't get 50 cents. What we got was a food stamp bill, a $1 food stamp. You could buy candy and chips and snacks with food stamp. Yeah. If we needed to catch the bus, we got $2 food stamp. You go buy you something for 10 cents, 20 cents, you get your 80 cents back. Yeah. You go to another store and you do the same thing. You get your 80 cents back. Now you got bus fare to and from. Oh, so you could take it, get something little. And get your change back. get your back. change back. Right. Wow. What song reminds you of your childhood the most? Like, I know you were a Michael Jackson fan. Well, Drawing the Wind is one. Yeah. But, but well, 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 I, my, my favorite Michael Jackson song came as I got older. That's Man in the Mirror. Yeah. Because I, I'm real, real big on words and, and I don't. I, 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 when I hear a song that I like, I already see a video, even if that's not their video. That's how I was introduced to you. Your first, you had a video, you driving a, a maybe a stolen car through Miami. A, a boy. Yeah. A boy video. And man, I, I saw that video and it just had so much energy. I was like, who the fuck is this? And I, and I was like, and that was, that turned me. And it was crazy is what inspired that was some 11 and 12 year old out of open lock in the black blues, got in, a, got in, stole a car, got in a chase. And we re- we went and got that car out the police pound. Really? And reenacted it the same route he took. And we really? got we got helicopters because we back then it wasn't drones. Yeah. We had to get a helicopter to oh, follow shit. the chase. You had to have to get a helicopter. That's yes. expensive as shit. Yeah, right now they spending five, ten thousand on videos. Back then, if you spent one fifty, that was a cheap video. Do you feel like there's too much hip hop right now? Like I feel like back in the day, because of how you had to make hip hop, you had to have a studio. 
You had to have a producer. You had to have you had to have studio time was expensive. Right. Now studio time is someone on a laptop. I don't blame everybody that wants to be a hip hop star. I don't blame them. Okay. You have to try something. I respect that before I respect it. Them taking something from some robbing some old lady, doing mm-hmm. some dumb shit that endanger their lives. Yeah. I, I respect that. Drug dealers don't last no more than six months, so don't do that. Yeah. But I just think as hip hop fans, I think that there are no hardcore fans of hip hop no more. Yeah. Every week there's a hot artist. Every week, and, 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 and like we call certain names. We know these people's music. When we get around these people, we'll act like a real fan is supposed to act. Yeah. The internet connected all the city. So the country boys think that they're city slickers. So the church boys think that they're killers. So the fraud boys think that they're drug dealers. Yeah. So everybody is doing the same thing now. So it, it becomes watered down. And I think at the long run, it will hurt them because you're making a lot, you're making 10 times as much money we made on shows. But you ain't got no publishings. And my, the publishing is like a free welfare check or a social security check. Yeah. The publishing is like an NFL pension. You're going to get those checks. And the average person that knows how to live uh, within their guidelines and means, they can survive off a good, pl- a good platinum album or two. You should be straight for the rest of your life. Yeah, you've. But they don't. They, they don't sell records no more. No, you got to. You got to live in the time. You got to live in the time where you'd go. You'd get the phone call. Hey, your album just went platinum. Right. And you, you got. Oh, you no, got. No. To, no. No. Oh, I. This is what I did. Fye, Sam Goodies. Oh yeah. Specs. Fye. I forgot about Fye. Specs. Um, Target. And Best Buy. If you got the same album, yeah, you'll be you gonna be pissed when you learn this out. That song that you was like, what album is that on? And you can't find it. Yeah, it's because you bought it from a different store than the person who got it. Because if I did a, if I did an album, but I wanted if I wanted a special promo, I wanted all my shit on the showcase in the front. I tell I tell Best Buy, okay, I'm gonna give you an exclusive album. Your album got two songs on it. That you only can buy it if you buy it from Best Buy. You only get these two songs for free. Are you serious? And and, and we had we 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 sold records like we were selling cocaine. Holy shit! So Specs, the, the same thug, matrimony album. You bought it from Specs. You got two different songs on it. Really? And the big the biggest misconception back then was this: everybody thought if they were sold out of my album, they thought I was doing good. No. If they sold out, they can't buy it when they get there, dumbass. I need them to stack it up. Yeah. And there's what they don't know is the music game is so much like the dope game because Atlantic Records was El Chapo. Really? Slip and Slide Records was Griselda Blanco. And then the buyers, which was my connect, sold it to me in order for me to sell it to the hood. Really? So there was there was some there was a distributor that sent it to a, it was a manufacturer that sold it to the distributor. The distributor sold it to the manufacturer. The manufacturer sold it to the buyers, and the buyers had the contract with all the big stores. Wow. And that's how they predicted what you was gonna sell. That's why they know, oh, this album ain't gonna do, this album ain't gonna come out number one. Because he only when they say 
when they say you ship such and such, that means they're not shipping shit. They're for not free. shipping enough to for it to go number right. one. Right. Enough people have to oh, buy fuck. it. So so in a weird way, they kind of picked the drug that went into what neighborhoods and who'd get addicted to what. It just like it's just like when you go in um Saks or Bird Eyes or um, Saks at Macy's. I've Bird not heard yeah. Bird Eyes. No, Saks at Macy's. You can go in different Saks and different towns and find different colors of different shoes and clothes. There's a buyer that works for that market. They whatever they, they can't sell you nothing that they didn't order to sell you. Wow, that's crazy. So yeah, so they could tell you the week of you're gonna go platinum based on how many albums we put. How much of your how much of your and I mean this with respect, but your your past life, the 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 deal selling crack and how much of that went into when you transitioned into music strictly? All of it. Really? I got out because I went to prison on my 15th birthday. How wait, was, wait, wait, wait. How scary is that? That was the most scariest moment of my life. I wore 124 pounds. I was five, six and a half. 124 pounds soaking wet. And when I knew it was real, when it was my birthday, man, the candy got me the day before my birthday. What? And then it was like 10 o'clock at night. And they had me in the holding cell to like two, and they transferred us to South Florida Reception Center, right? And it, I had to turn my birthday. You had your birthday in prison? You had your birthday in prison? My this, this is my 15th birthday. So they tell you all your personal stuff, all your personal shit, you're going to have to donate it or send it home. Now, if you just came from the county, it's going to take 10 to 20 days for them to transfer your money and all your shit out your account. You don't got no money to send it home. So they pretty much say, give it to us. Yeah. They say you can get uh, a phone book with some numbers in it, two pictures, a pen, a toothbrush, comb, and a razor. Everything else got to go. This dude next to me was arguing with them, but he won his shit. They took all this shit, threw it in the garbage in front of him, and made him sing me happy birthday. I was so fucking scared. I was like, this dude going to kill my ass when we get on this campus, man. He got to sing me happy birthday. I don't even know him. And I didn't even look up at him. And then the, 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 the sergeant was like, he singing you happy birthday. You don't got no fucking respect. Look at him. Tell him thank you. Oh, God. What a and he was singing me happy birthday. And, and, and he was crying, singing happy birthday. And I was about to cry. I was like, I was like this big mother, this grown ass man going to kill my ass when we get in this prison. But when we got in there, they fucked up. They put me behind a cage. And everybody over there was under 25. Oh, I said, I can handle their ass. I've been handling their ass all my life. Yeah. So they put me, I became very popular. And then that's when I learned I could rap. But really? but the day I got out, I got out of March 17, 92, on a Tuesday. Oh, wow. On, on probation. My new charge that I violated would happen March 17, 92, the same fucking day. The day you got out, you violated? I violated probation. On what? On attempted murder charge. I had life fucked up. When I got out in 95, I said, what I'm not going to do is that again. <laughs> not only that, I'm not hanging in that neighborhood no more. That neighborhood is bad. Wait, how well, How did you get an attempted murder charge the same day? Okay, so okay, so I got out at 8 in the morning. I was at a prison called Indian River right here in Vero Beach. Yeah. By the time I get home, it's about 1130. 11, 11, 30. You're 18? You're 18 at the time? No, I'm 16, 16 at the time. Okay, keep going. I go home. I go to sleep. 
The phone ringing, the house phone ringing, 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 ringing. My beeping up vibrated so much it fell on the ground. I picked it up. Oh, shit, I was going to go pick my stepsister up from school. When I get out there, it's a big-ass fight. And the dude walked up to me and said, hey, you scrap? I was like, why, what happened? Dude, I'm going to kill this nigga since I'm like, no, man, that's my homeboy. You got me fucked up. Back up. Later that day, a uh, dude that used to work for my brother had a, um, a vert. And I was like, man, let me hold a vert, man. What's a vert? A convertible. Oh, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. I like, let me hold a vert. So we in a vert, and me and, me, and my, me and my dude in the car, and we had the stop sign, and he, instead of opening the door, he jumps out the vert, and him and his dude fighting. The dude beating his ass. I'm like, dog, you tripping, dog. I made a mistake and maybe hit the dude a, a time or two with the pistol, you know. Maybe yeah. like, allegedly. Allegedly. So we hit him across the head, boom. So by that time, his uncle comes out the front door. We in front of their house. I don't know. Yeah. My homeboy telling me, drive this way, drive this way. I've been in prison. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. They beefing with these little young niggas. Yeah. They had the, the long box. This, this is my first time seeing this. He had a uh, a Cressida. He hit the long box. Boop. And the trunk opened. I never had seen that before. Yeah. This wasn't out in the 90s. No. It wasn't out in 1990. I ain't never seen this before. First thing I think, oh, he getting the gun. So when he stuck his hand in the truck, I wouldn't have letting that bitch go. Blum, 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 blum. He came to my house. He was like, tell him my stepmom, he want to be a big man. I'm going to treat him like a big man. I ain't never know what was going to happen. He pressed charges on a little boy, man. But if I had to do it all over again, I'd hit his ass. I'd get a little closer and hit his ass. Eh, 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 eh. But I would not say I won't want to go to prison because to be under 50, I know about 200 dead people. And I oh, think that's wow. a lot. That's a lot. I only know like 10. I know 200. And I know 200 personally, not... Like family members, friends. People you grew up with. Do you become numb to it? I don't like... I don't like... Last last two weeks. And I don't want to, last two weeks, my, my homeboy hang with every day. One of my other homeboys, my godson, daddy, and the girl that worked at my gate, all their mama died on the same day. Ooh. We have to learn how to enjoy life. Music is supposed to take you somewhere. Mm -hmm. See how we was on my, on my cooking show and you was reminiscing about oh. the first song when you met your wife, the first time you slapped your wife on the ass, yeah. the, the first time when you met. That's what music is supposed to, supposed to remind you of something. Oh, it's the best. You can almost smell it. And music is not supposed to get you killed. No. It's not supposed to get your house shot up. Uh -oh. It's not supposed to make your mama grieve. Music is supposed to be candy for the soul. And I like music that means something. I'm a Aretha Franklin, uh, Betty Wright. Otis Redding. Mary J. Blige. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, I just watched I, Nas for the live at a, at a jazz fest. You I, you forget because you haven't listened to him for a second. Right, you forget how many. That was what, the beautiful thing about verses was that it reminded you how talented people were. No, I'm gonna tell you what my my most upset moment in hip hop when I sat back and realized that just with a few words, everybody in hip hop turned their back on Ja Rule. I remember that. So vividly because Ja Rule, Ja Rule 
I, I got my dicks out four times to that song. Uh, uh, what with he did with with uh with the with what's her name the girl uh, Ashanti Ashanti. Did you, I mean, I, I, I uh, and I just, I just, I just um seen him perform at the Billboard Awards last month, and he did about eight of them records. And I was like, do y'all realize Jaru toted us for three years, hit after hit after hit after hit, and y'all turned y'all back on him immediately. He they they started calling him by his, his government name, and I was like, boy, that's when I realized, boy, that bitch Karma is undefeated. And hate is not a lover because love don't love nobody. Everybody, and I always tell the people like, like, one thing about me, I could tell, I could tell you that my mama got ten baby daddies. Yeah, I could tell you I grew up in the house when they when when I made a comment about when I we was discussing vocalists, and they tried to take the Beyonce comment I made and say, oh, I say Beyonce can't sing. I say no. I was saying there's a difference between singing and singing. Yeah. As far as entertainer, nobody could st stand next to her. Yeah. I This is what I know. When you can choreograph moves and have 50 other people doing it and all y'all on time, that's pure raw talent. Yeah. Now, I was saying vocalist, her voice, they came metal and Paul with the Houston voice. Ooh. She could never sound like Adele. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I, Whitney Houston. Her, she did the Star Spangled Banner, and it made that seem like a whole other song. There's a like, totally different. I, if you want, I dare anyone to watch it. I'll put a link under here right now. Go click it, and if you don't cry, then you're in Hamas. It's just like the OJ. It's it, 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 it just like it's just like the OJ's. The OJ's. When they sung Silent Night, I didn't want to hear Silent Night from nobody else. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I was saying. And then they sit in the beehive at me. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't no it's, internet nigga. I'm, I'm really on this. I, I'm active. I do this shit, right? I'm like, yeah. Beehive, I don't know. They putting, they been bad, uh, they doing bad uh, reviews on my restaurant and they doing all this shit. My son called him. My son said, Dad, I got bees over all of my pictures. I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck is bees? that? bees? Your son's a rapper. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm saying, what the fuck that mean? I'm like, my daughter. Dad got an inbox full of bees. They sent honey to my daughter. One, one of my, not my official daughter, one of yeah. my, you know, uh, yeah. I'm like a stepdaddy, one of them daughters. And so what I decided to do was, what I decided to do was this. I'm going to go and give a comment. They say, yeah, I think you should apologize. I don't know what they was telling me. Apologize. Who am I apologizing to? Yeah. The Beehive? Oh, I apologize. If I apologize to Beyonce, if she cared, Beyonce don't give a fuck. No. Y'all are mad at me. Beyonce don't give a fuck. Beyonce ain't worth a billion dollars. If I did, if I think that she couldn't sing, would you think, if I really thought that she couldn't sing, you think she'd give one fuck? No, she don't care nothing about that. Yeah. So I responded to the beehive. I was like, I don't give a fuck about no bees. I grew up with cockroaches in my house. <laughs> you, know, you know, like my like my blood don't pump Kool-Aid. Oh, mine does. <laughs> I love I just I, I I love being me. That's why we love you. I love Anita Baker. I love Shirley Murdoch. I like 
baby making music. We don't have nothing. I know that R. Kelly, but 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 I know before R. Kelly became the Peter Man, before he became the Peter Man, I know R. Kelly wanted to be Aaron Hall and Keith Sweat all together. Yeah. I understand that. I know that OJ ain't killed Nicole. <laughs> Not with no Bruno Molly's on. Yeah. He could have put a pair of Reeboks on, a pair of Adidas. I know Mark Furman was the only one that got found guilty in that whole trial. I, I watched all that. I know that if it wasn't for rapping, that I'd probably be dead in prison. If it wasn't for Luke and Ted Lucas that slip and slide, I know that. Yeah. When you know some shit, and out of all the things I just said I noticed, half of those things are 50-50. <laughs> because half of those things I can prove and the other half is what I feel. Yeah. You got to learn to separate your feelings from facts. You got to learn to do that. That's why we don't have, like, for instance, you talked about your wife five times on my show. Men don't do that. You love your wife. Yeah. How many friends y'all have that are in love like y'all have? Not a ton. People don't know how to love no more, bruh. Yeah. Because for one, the women think they're choosing us. They don't realize we choose each other. Amen. We choose each other. Yeah. You Just like you chose to be with me, I chose to be with you. Yep. And they don't know, well, women, uh, women, uh, women think that their body, their pussy, their hair, their pretty lips, face, is what got you hooked. Yeah. If that's all you bring it to the table, we even. Yeah, that shit goes away. Yeah, I need some excitement now. I need someone to talk to. I want to hear your opinion. Like, I need you to tell me what I'm doing wrong. I need you to hold me accountable. When I'm drinking too much, I need you to call me Thank on Thank you. It. I need my back rub, my feet. I need to be cursed out yeah. and complimented. I need to be touched like a dog. Like, every now and then, I need you to come up behind me and find the spot I didn't know you needed. To, I needed itched, and I want to lean into it. Man, like, don't, and don't ask me. Don't, don't, you know, I only, I only require you to cook twice a week. Yeah. I'm going to cook most of the time. Right. Twice a week if you cook. So don't call my phone while I'm out with the boys because this is my day to hang with the boys. <laughs> don't be calling my phone when I'm with the boys asking what you want me to cook. What the fuck you mean? You know what I eat. You know what I don't eat. Yeah. Have me something to eat when I get there. Yeah. Now, if you cook and I complain about what you cook, now you need to be starting to watch yourself. And my, my, my number one thing for women in relationships is this. Never let another woman come and tell you about more about your man than you know. And yeah. then you leave your man for her, you lose all the way around the board. Because mm -hmm. I always tell them, they would love to fuck you, but they'll never love the fuck out of you. Ooh, that should be a fucking T-shirt. That's the fucking... They will love to fuck you, but they'll never love the fuck out of you. My wife, yeah, my wife's my wife's old school. Like, like uh she's a bad bitch. I I I I I think about her a lot. I talk to her a lot, and she is she doesn't fuck around. Like I said, if you wanna if you wanna feel better about yourself, ask my sisters. But if you want the truth, ask my wife. Right. My wife will say shit that hurts your feelings. And I, and, I, and I tell people, don't ask me if you don't want the truth. Ooh. Don't ask me, what's your wife's sign? Oh, shit. Leo, I think. 
Leo, that's what? Uh, August 20th? August. I'm a Libra. Okay. And they say I'm unbalanced, but I'm, I'm very much, but I made sure I wore all the cocaine I saw, I wore it to the T, because we had the triple beam scale. We had that digital shit that'd get fucked up by the cell phone. Triple yeah. beam is where you had to move it over? Yes, yeah, oh, to move shit. it over like, like the scale that you weigh yourself on. And what I do is, when people come to me to vent, right, Brett? When they come to me to vent, I make sure that they're not asking me for my advice. If they're going to ask me, they're going to have to tell me, so what do you think? Yeah. They cut, a lot of times, people just want you to hear them out. Uh-huh. And you would hate to be giving advice to somebody who just wanted you to hear them out, and you give them some badass advice. Mm-hmm. I, I ain't never been that type of person. I, never, I, I, don't, I don't give not one fuck was ever given. I only like the people that like to be liked. I don't even like everybody that like me. <laughs> I like people that like to be liked because I'm. I like to be appreciated. I hate apologetic people. Oh, I'm so sorry. I stopped saying I'm sorry. You me, no, I don't. I'll say it if I fuck up. But I used to do that in line, like when people bother me. Oh, sorry. And I was like, I'm gonna stop saying that. I stopped saying that, and I stopped excuse saying. Me. Excuse yeah, me. Excuse me. I stopped saying that, and I stopped saying. People would say, "How how how you doing today?" And I used to say, oh, "I'm tired," because I was tired a lot. Right. And then I was like, I bet that permeates the universe. And then people see me as tired. And it's in bad negative. That's what it do. It sent me, me negative energy. Yeah. When you come to me and apologize, because you just you just acknowledge how wrong you were. Before when you apologize to me, it's not gonna make me feel better. Make it up to me. Yeah. If you know you fucked up, instead of coming and tell me, I'm sorry, come and give me a come give me a nice drink and say, Hey man, this for what I did earlier. I shouldn't have did that, man. I feel so bad about that. That is apologies are shallow these days. Yeah. People make apologies, especially celebrities make apologies and they don't mean it. I want to mean it. Like if I fuck up, if I fuck up, I say something I get canceled, I gotta and I've and I've and I'm sure I have fucked up, but I gotta really <laughs> sit with it before I'm sure I fucked up. <laughs> there's a fucking I'm sure there's a fucking compilation video of, of me fucking up. But I gotta mean it. I gotta say it. I got to figure it out. I got to really feel it to be like, oh, yeah, that was, I was a big fuck up. I can't just apologize for no reason at all. So I don't mean it. No, and especially it's about how you feel about something. Yeah. If it's about how you, sometimes what Lil Boosie said. <laughs> Boosie said, let me tell you something. If anyone, <laughs> that guy is the funnest guy to watch on the internet. And Boosie said, I, I should listen to my mama. My mama told me I need to shut my damn mouth sometimes. <laughs> That's how I used to be. Yeah. I used to be trying to listen to people and shut my mouth. I when, when I was first dealing with lupus and I was getting steroid shots in my face and I was losing my hair and all that, I was like, I didn't want to do no videos. I didn't want to take no pictures. I didn't do no music. Then one day I was like, man, fuck this shit, man. Yeah. So when the bitch try to tell me, oh, with your bad skin, I'd be like, you ugly trick daddy looking asshole. <laughs> and, and, and now I just feel so good. I'm so comfortable in my skin that I wouldn't give a, a flying fuck, man. One of the best interviews, I, I mean, I told you this earlier, but like you and DMX were my go-to interviews. Like when if you guys were on The Breakfast Club or on Drink Champs or anything, that was my favorite interviews to watch because you guys would have what I, what I call sit-up-in-bed energy. Like, you'd be watching on your phone. I remember you. they were talking about your lupus, and they're like, you, how are you doing? You said, well, I quit the medication. I started smoking boof. Boonk. Boonk. And I was like this, and you go, there's a little weed with cocaine on it. And I sat up, and I went, how the fuck have I never tried boonk? 
how the fuck? And but I go, that's some that's some frontier medicine right there. <laughs> One thing I realized in this organization that we live in, we belong to, this yeah. organization is called the United States. Yeah. They don't want to cure us. Buddy, you need to meet Joe Rogan. Cause that you do you know who Joe Rogan is? I, I, I'm familiar with the name, but not the person. So I'm on blood pressure medicine. I'm on cholesterol medicine. And my I had a doctor at first who said, I don't want to put you on that because what's going to happen is you're going to feel confident that you're on it. You're going to start eating like shit. Right now, you're you're monitoring it right. because you know you got high blood pressure, high right, cholesterol. Right. I'd rather have you doing that. And I went to another doctor and he fucking loaded me up and doubled up my things. And then all of a sudden, your liver enzymes go up. And then all of a sudden, you got to monitor. And so all of a sudden, it's this like new game of spinning plates where you're just trying to make sure the medications don't and kill there, you it, first. It, there, there, is no, there is no curable drug. No. They're all treatable. And they're all treatable because you got to come back. Dude. That's a damn shame. And, they don't, and, and, and especially when you get a little deeper. And I don't, look, I'm, not, I'm just Bert. And this is trick daddy. We're not doctors and we're not no, medical professionals. No. So if stay you on whatever you're on. Yeah. Whatever you on, if it's working for you, stay on it. But what you find is these pharmaceutical reps go in and make a deal with the doctor and they go, yo, if you can if you prescribe more uh, of this, this, then you get a kickback. And no, no, no. Then they pay people to try it. They 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 they, they buy lab rats every day. Yeah. The first time I took my own high blood pressure pill, that shit made me constipated. I, that's so crazy. It made my throat close up. I, and I was like, I can't tell if it's panic or not. And then the doctor said, well, we'll try something else. Like, wait a minute. The and then it gave me a dry cough. And then I had to get off it. And then I got on a new one. And then it didn't work. So they had to double it up. Now I'm taking two pills. And now I now I take one of the pill, a water pill. Yeah. Y'all got to cut that shit out, man. It's it's crazy. Man, give us the shit we need, man. God damn. We giving y'all what y'all need. You get half from my taxes. What the fuck? It's uh, it's crazy too. And then I remember I was at the cardiologist one time, and he said, uh, and I was sitting in the waiting room. I was nervous. <laughs> this is the best. I, of- I thought you were going to say hard murmur because that's what I. That's the last. <laughs> oh, you got a hard murmur. I'm like, well, when I got that bitch, I've been told I have a hard murmur. <laughs> like, but when, okay, because shit, I'm I'm late forties, and now I got a hard murmur. Like, who gave me that murmur? You guys sleep apnea yet? <laughs> Man, stop, stop, man. Do I? That, I've been diagnosed with sleep, and, and I wasn't with, they tried to give me the mask, put the mask on and go to, I ain't sleeping this shit. I have a bad dream and kill my motherfucking self. <laughs> have dreams I'm scuba diving all night. You know they got one now they could put inside your body now? Fuck. Oh, are you serious? They got a sleep avenue, uh, 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 implant thing that they put in you, and it, it, it's, just supposed to, it's supposed to open up your, oh. I, I want to know. I want to know what the kickback is on those sleep apnea machines because everyone's got. I never met a man that likes steak that doesn't have sleep apnea. <laughs> but no, no, no. So, so when I did the sleep study, I did the they sleep put a study. thing on my arm, put yeah. a thing, my finger in the thing, say go to sleep with this. You take it back. They said I stopped breathing thirty-seven times. <laughs> I went to the bathroom eleven times. And I told her, I said, yeah, I was drinking all night. I had to piss it out. Yeah. But I didn't realize how many times my heart stopped, how many times, like the test is extensive. 
Yeah. And they were like, you got Steve Abbott, you better come back. And what's crazy was, I was supposed to, right before the um, COVID came out, I was supposed to get the machine. Now they got a whole new machine, something packed, where they got a little, um, they put it in you, but they say you, you, when they put it in you, you go right home in 30 minutes. They put it in your nose or in your heart? I don't know where they put it. They put it somewhere. I don't I don't know, but I'm not interested in that. I'm not getting it. No, me neither. I, I listen, if they, if you, Pete Men used to sleep on the floor in a tent and get, sh- and get through shit. I, I got a really nice bed in my tour bus. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I sleep really nice. And, I, and, and look, they say I sleep up, I wake up all night, but I don't, I, I get shit done. And what's, what's, uh, so what's, <laughs> what's, like, what's your partying like these days? Do you drink anymore? I drink every day. Every day? Yeah. What time? I do. Uh, what time's your first drink? Seven, eight o'clock. Oh, that's so I do cool. all drugs except Heron and, and Molly and, and Fentanyl and crack. Yeah. I do everything else. Really? How often do you smoke weed? Every day. Really? Yeah. I got a good blunt for you. Okay. I'll give it to you. This is uh, El Blunto. It's a great blunt. I appreciate it. Yeah, you can't. It. That's for you. Oh, here, wait. Take this, too. This is my buddy Joey Diaz's weed. It's, mm. a, it's a really nice. I'll show you the joint. It's a really nice size joint because I find with a, a joint this size, there's less paper and more weed. Oh, yeah. So here, have this as well. That's what I got. We got to change numbers because I need all your friends that got this stuff. I want, let, let me tell I you I want to be their friends. I'll say, yo, with Joey Diaz, he, he's Cuban, grew up in New York. Okay. He spent time in prison. I fuck with Cuba. Cubans and Puerto Ricans, uh, Cuban, Puerto Ricans, and Haitians are my, are my most fondest people. Yeah, Haitians. I, I party with some Haitians. In, at the Miami Improv, it was a gang of guys called the Zopound. That's the, my main man. That's yeah. my boy, Michael Zo, man. He got a life sentence in prison right now. That's the, 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 my They had an my album. Man. They had an album. Yeah. Well, we, it was, I think it was, the song was We Zo. Yeah. And I and I met them doing DJ Laz's show uh, down DJ here. DJ Laz, that's my boy, too. The He's Pimp great. with the Limp. The Pimp with the Limp. And they came out to my show. We drank tequila. And we had some shots. It was a fucking good group of guys. Yeah, Megazo, that's my boy, man. The police set him up and made up all type of extra lies on him. That's they were the ones that introduced me to the fact that not every black person in, the, in South in South Florida is African American. Nothing right. We got <laughs> see, we got Haitian, Jamaican, Asian. Guyanese, Trinidadian, and a lot of them are Cubans and Colombians. Yeah. They look just like me. Not Sammy Sosa though. Hey, what's uh <laughs> <laughs> Can I can I ask you a question based on you talk you've talked about her in music and I'm just <coughs> curious because it seems like a different side of your childhood. But what was your grandmother like? Okay, first of all, I'm gonna go back to my grandfather. My my grandfather, my mom, daddy, I don't know him. Okay. He passed last month. My mom was mad because I want to go to his funeral. But like I said earlier, if you have kids, you gotta prepare to be a, a daddy. You have you have you become a daddy, you gotta prepare to be a granddaddy. Yeah. I didn't know my granddaddy. I see my granddaddy two, t- three times. When my little brother died, my grandma died, and his sister died. I don't know him. He How old did he live till? 80-something, 90. That's good genetics. My grandma, I loved her to death. My grandma never drove, but every holiday and every first day of school, my grandma would catch the public bus to be with her grandchildren. Really? My grandma t- took me to the bean field to I picked Okra, squash, tomatoes, and snap peas at the age of seven, eight years old. In the summers. In the summers. The first time I worked, I said to my mama, I'm not going back to grandma's house next year because I didn't realize what had happened. See, my grandma saved all my money and she gave it to my mama to buy my school clothes. Oh. So my mama was like, 
My mama ain't tell me. My mama and my grandma was like, what you mean you ain't going to my house for the stuff? I was like, grandma, I worked all that money and you ain't even. She was like, I gave Andy Pearl your money. I was like, what? <laughs> she just threw you under the bus. So I said, grandma, from now on, I'm going to put my clothes on layaway. They had layaway at the time. Yes. It was a store down here called Zares. I remember Zares. So we had Zares and we used to, I'd take <laughs> my clothes in there, all my school clothes. I put them on layaway. My Christmas clothes, put them on layaway. And every time I worked, my grandma would take my work money and pay off my layaway. Really? And so my my, my I, I love my grandma. I love my grandma to death. Who taught you? So your mom was your mom's name was Eddie Pearl. Annie Pearl, yeah. Annie Pearl. That's who that is. Right. What was your grandma's name? Jesse May. Jesse May. Yeah. I've heard you talk about your mom's name and songs. I didn't right. know who that was. I thought that was your grandmother's name. No, Pearl, Pearl, Pearl is my old girl. Sugar water and mayonnaise sandwich. Yeah. So in Miami, old girl is mama. Yeah. And I know a Tampa old girl is that girl over there. Yeah. And <laughs> Miami is mama. Like, old boy is daddy in Miami. Really? Yeah. Who taught you manners? Because you're you're very, like, there's things I know about you. You wake up early. You're very punctual. And and manners are a, is a thing with you that I've learned in, in interviews. But I'm curious. Who like, taught me manners? Because you, because you. Ass whoopers. Really? Ass whoopers. Going to church, going to visit the different churches. Uh, learning how to hold your pee, cause if they praying, you better not get up. Yeah. Um, and then my mama was my mama was my mama was growing up in the country. My mama was from King Street, South Carolina. They grew up in the country. That's Geechee. You Geechee. taught me Geechee, right? They, so they, I didn't know what Geechee. That's what Geechee mean. Rice with everything, a light bread or cornbread. And growing up in the South Carolina, over there, the, those are the Geechee people. They sound more Islander when they talk, right? So that's a, the name of just a. One of the things I learned is out in South Carolina, there's an island called Defusky. You know that? And it's because I, it, it comes off Fusty. Defusky and means oh, Defusky I heard island. it. I heard, but my mama's like from St. Andrews. Okay. Close to Charleston, all that. Yeah. And those supposed to be the, 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 uh, the paths that the slaves travel here on. And, man, my, and so my mama's very disrespectful. Really? When we were little, when we were little, like my mom was banned out of my school. My mom was banned out of, out of the food stamp office. And wait, where were you in the ch in the children? Out of ten, were you middle or oldest? I'm two. You're number two. I'm two. Oh wow! So you got like young brothers and sisters. Yeah, actually, I got my mom. I, my, my, one of my little brothers died. My mom got ten living kids and about 40, 50 grandchildren. Wow! And how many great grandchildren? One, two, three, four, about ten. Yeah. And your mom, so your your mom learned on you and your older brother or sister. My older sister, my mama didn't get along. My older sister had five kids when she was twenty one. Really? And I don't, and I almost cried when you asked that. I'm sorry. My older sister and my mom, my older sister and me was like the mama and daddy at the house. Really. We grew up in the era, in the era of the late 70s, early 80s. We was in, as long as food was in the refrigerator, it was like, go in there and fix y'all something to eat type shit. Yeah. That's how I learned how to cook. First thing I cooked was a fried bologna sandwich. So I, I used to fry Spam. That's, that's good, by the way. And, and so I don't get in trouble, so I don't get in trouble eating all the light bread for my little brother to making them a sandwich or a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, something to hold them off to dinner. I eat that first bread. So I take that first bread and butter it up and grill him. 
and then make me a sandwich on it, put that mayonnaise and mustard on that, and make me an old, old spam sandwich. Yeah. So manners came from truly believing in God and, and, and not making excuses for nobody, but my mom was very, very disrespectful. Very. Is your older sister alive? I, I, me and my older sister was very, very close. We was real close growing up, and we separated. But the last month or two, I've been talking to her every day. She takes me every day. Really, I love you. God bless you, brother. And, and I told her we gonna, we might go and for Thanksgiving we might take all our kids and our grandchildren out of probably Orlando or somewhere in Kissimmee and get us two houses and just hang out, cook, eat, play spades and oh. kickball and horseshoe. Man, how 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 tough was it being the millionaire out of eleven? Okay, it, it was very tough because first of all, out of a million dollars, you got to give forty six point eight percent back to the IRS, and I would I didn't do that. <laughs> I couldn't afford it. I, I had to look out for my family, look out for my brothers and sisters, my niece and nephew. Had to buy a house, had to buy a car, yeah. buy some clothes, give me some jewelry, give me some gold. Hold on, I got two fifty left. You can't get none of that. Yeah. The first two years, I made a million dollars. I ended up paying over thirty million back to them over and on that. Oh my god! If you owe the IRS, pay them now. They penalize you, and they put interest on every twenty-four hours on a total amount. Fuck! That's crazy. So, th so then I guess it was just level water for you. Le nothing else. Nothing can save you. Did you did you own, do you own www.thug.com? I you know what I, I I own it now, but I didn't before. But I but I did that. The internet wasn't even big like that. No, <laughs> you did it. But you got to remember. Yeah. You got to remember. I went to prison as a young boy, growing up with a with a with a with a, with a, uh, with a single mom, in the in one of the worst projects, and like some of my closest friends is doing life in jail or the graveyard. I, I I didn't have time to think. I was I didn't have time to think of a future. My my time my time was spent thinking of surviving today. Yeah, what I'm gonna eat right now, and that that's the reason why I never. There's a lot of shit I'm supposed to do. A lot of shit that people do. I'm like, man, I could have did that. Yeah, do you get anxiety at all? I don't know because I'm already I'm hyped up. So I think I'm, I'm hyped up. I don't know if I get anxiety or not. I know I'm I know I'm hyped up and I'm, I'm always drunk or high, so I don't know exactly how to feel anxiety. I wish I was drinking with you. I don't. I've been. I haven't drank in like seventy days. I've been trying. Well, I I just I'm worried about my health at times. So I started doing keto, which is cutting the sugar out of your out of your liver. So what had to do with the mushroom? I eat mushrooms, but does keto have, because CO don't know how to explain shit right? So what is keto? Keto is uh, protein and greens. It's just protein and greens. No sugars, no rice, no, like, no pasta, no bread. You just, and that works. And, and I'll tell you, man, I it cuts your appetite. You lose weight. You're, and it, it's healthy for your liver, very healthy for your liver. Damn, and it's really good for uh, cancer cells. It shrinks cancer cells. I said to my, my cardiologist, in the same day, I was sitting in the waiting room and I was nervous. I was nervous. This older man said to me, 
what are you nervous about? And I said, what if he tells me I got to quit drinking? He leans over and he goes, secret, you don't have to quit drinking. You can keep even if they tell you to stop. <laughs> and I went, oh, yeah. fuck, you can. He's like, I know dudes that drank themselves to death. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And then I talked to my cardiologist and he said, he said, you know, I said, I don't know what to do. I just give up. I don't know what to do with my, with my diet, my thing. I said, I've been in ketosis, which means I've just been eating steak. And he goes, stay there. He goes, that is, they're doing studies about ketosis. <laughs> you're, and about, even, you're, even, you're evening everything out. Right it you even, dude, I got my blood work back and it was the best it's ever been. And that's, and you know that feeling. Yeah. I know because me and you are similar men. Right. When you live a hard lifestyle, you go into the doctor, you get your blood work back. You're always like, fuck. Shaking like drugs, so jelly. Like, what the fuck? I remember the first time when I found out I had lupus, they told my um my two friends to leave out the room because they did they did my, they did a culture. Yeah. They did uh, saliva. Yeah. They went in my nose. They did blood. And they called me back two weeks later. And my, my two friends came in there. We were sitting in the doctor's office. And she was like, uh, she came in looking sad. She was like, y'all leave. I was like, oh, hell no. Yeah. I was like, hell no. Nah. You done took all that blood around, all them treasures on me. I was like, hell no. Nah. Y'all stay here. Go ahead and tell me. I'm going to tell them anyway what I got. And she was like, lupus. I was like, yes. Yeah. She was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, you know, I thought it was AIDS. <laughs> right. I'm like, what do I? And I was like, yes. Yeah. She was like, no, no, no. She explained it to me that lupus is something that usually affects middle-aged African-American women. Yeah. Just like just like AIDS. They know it's where, all the, the they know where it comes from. They know how to get it, how not to get it, but don't know how to get rid of it. But how do you get lupus? Get tested. <laughs> no, but is it is it hereditary? My my daughter don't have it. My son don't have it. Nobody else. Matter of fact, when I was telling people I had lupus, half of the world didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. You were the first person. Since then, Tony Braxton, Seal, Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon's got lupus? Shut up. I'm like, what the fuck? These are people just like me. They got, they have lupus. And I, I, I don't know. It's It's touchy. Because there's different forms and different kinds of it. Yeah. I never one time brought it up to neither one of them, and I've spoken to them. I don't want to, bro. Live life. Yeah, live life. Hey, listen, one day it goes all black. You can't help that. Yeah. What are you doing between those two hashtags? Like, what you do in life? And it's and, and a lot of times... I take sit-down baths, and I get eight out. Because I not only do I eat ass, I get eight out, too. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, so. you are... You defined Eat a Booty Gang. Yeah, that I eating ass is, I, I just did it recently, and it, it's been a while, and I forgot how fun it makes life. Like when a when a woman says, "I want you to play with my asshole," it really it makes your heart. It's like a first kiss. It's like you go, "Oh shit, I haven't done that in forever." Wait, are we gonna take showers before we do this? Uh, I take sit down baths. Yeah. You and I got the manscape because as you get older, you you, you know, you, you, as you get older, you, you, your, your hairs on your nuts become gray. So I shave all the gray hairs Do off my nuts. Do you use manscape the clippers? Yes. They're fucking amazing. No, 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 um, no, no nagging, no nothing. Just go right across. Yeah, With the skin yeah, safe yeah. technology and the light down there, they got yeah. the little light so you can see it. It's uh, fucking great. 
I use the the the, uh, the ball toner too. I'll tell you what I do, and then my wife's gonna hate that I'm saying this, but if we're gonna have a moment, we'll take showers, we'll go in, and then I'll shave her as like a little foreplay. Get her ready. Get with the manscape clippers. The manscape clippers are amazing, ladies. If y'all are watching and listening to this, get the manscape clippers for you and your lady, you and your man, because a lot, what it is is a lot of women body are different. Yeah. Some of them can't whack. Some of them can't shave. Some of them learn the rages. And I'm not eating no chicken pot pussy. Not no bumpy <laughs> pussy. I don't Me eat no bumpy either. pussy. I don't, I don't eat bumpy no bumpy. Either. I don't eat nothing bumpy. I won't fuck with bumpy pussy. So why uh, you got you getting ingrown hairs because you're shaving too fast, or you getting bumps because you're irritated? Manscape, whoever came up with that shit hit a lick. You hear me? Dude, they have a beard trimmer that's pretty nice too. <laughs> Cause they were, cause I, I was saying I was using that to trim my mustache, and then Manscaped hit me up. And they're like, "Yo, that's on your balls. You should probably, we should make another one." And so then their their beard trimmer is pretty nice. That's a perfect way to end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Eat a booty gang. Eat no, a booty no, gang. And please, lady, no pee pee, no doodle. Yeah. Eat a booty gang. Is it okay to eat the pussy after you've eaten the booty? Yeah, I go back and forth. Yeah, me too. It's like that's just like going from the going from the from the <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's it, 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 it just shows that we were raised right because the ass is right there yeah it's about this much room and that's called the gooch I I, I have not heard when that you, when, in yeah, such a long time when the when gooch when when you well, listen when you're speaking to the pussy did you see the neighbor sitting right there on the porch this this yeah. lick, this lick dad one time like. Hey neighbor, like <laughs> it, it shows solidarity. Shows a lot of eating pussies respect. coming out with a coffee and a cigarette in the morning on your porch. Eating ass is just looking next door, and going, "What's up? Yeah, you having a good day? How's your son doing? All right." And, and then you're you back to you, the pussy. And, and you eat a bitch ass right, she gonna respect you. My wife, yeah, oh yeah. I'm telling you, she you gonna got, respect you. And it's and it shares. It's a bond that you'll never lose. And the, the, the first time I ate a bitch ass, she gave me a high five. Like, bah! I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. It's that's that's the that's trust. If if someone lets you eat their ass, that's absolute trust. Now, do you eat at, when when you have your ass eaten, are you on all fours or on your back? I'm on my back. I never did all fours. I I I'm on my back. I've, I'm on my back. I've I've been one leg up, like standing on the side of the bed, one leg on the post and one leg on the on the, Ooh, on the ground. That's not bad. Like, like, the, like you know, the Underground Railroad type shit. Harriet Tubman's rolling over in the grave right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, hey, on the back, uh, Nori asked me, do I, do I put my legs up? It depends. Wait, Nori's never had his ass eaten? I guess not. Ladies. Oh, he's married. I guess he, are he in a situationship or a relationship or he's, married? I, I think he's married. I, I met his chick. Uh, yeah, he's married. They need to tighten up over there. Yeah. And let me tell you one more thing, too, before we go. I like playing with my nipples while I'm getting my ass ate. Amen. A fucking man. I like playing with my nipples while I get my ass ate. I like Play on my nipples. I like my nipples suck too. I do too. Gently bit. Gently Real men. Bit. Real men. Fucking. Real men eat ass and get their nipples suck. Fuck. Yes. My wife knows what. If she wants me to come, all she's got to do is just take her head down 
nibble on my nipple and I fucking blow a load <laughs> inside her. And she's on menopause. That's a reckless load. If my wife, if when I met my wife and we were listening to, to Thug Holiday, if I told her one day we won't have to worry about money, and guess what? I'm going to talk about our sex life with this man right here. She would say, no fucking way. There's no fuck. Where's my phone? Where's I, my I, phone? I'm, I'm married. Yeah. But my wife be having sex with other men. What's that? She don't have, my, my wife don't have sex with me. She has sex with other niggas. Oh, for real? Yeah. And, they, and, they, and that's my, my new clothing line, what I'm doing. That's what I'm going to put on. Let's see if I can get my wife on the phone. Man, my vision's going. Me? Damn, man, I feel like you're my brother. I feel like, oh, what What do you have a mask on for? <laughs> because your daughter will not ride in the car with you. How you doing? How you doing, sweetheart? Leanne, this is Trick Daddy. Wait, why are you so quiet? I don't know. She's nice sick. to meet you. How you doing? You all right? I heard a lot about you. You did. It was all lies. <laughs> We're talking about Eat a Booty Gang. Oh, God. Uh, I just wanted to share this moment with you. So cool. You were a big part of raising our kids. You know that, right? That's right, baby. That's yeah. right. So I know you got wonderful kids. We do. It's because of you. That's right. <laughs> Why you get the scully? All right. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Get better. Yeah, man. My wife don't have sex with me, so she inspired my clothing line. I'm going gonna, gonna to make sure I send you some out. Please. Trick, I got my pots. The boyfriend of one spouse, a man in a relationship with a married woman, husband-in-law. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And you can't deny a camouflage hoodie is so fucking sick. I got you. I got. I actually ordered some. I thought they would be here by now, and they ain't here. Well, I'll tell you what. I would love to have you out. Thank you for having me here. Thank no, you no, so thank much. You. Thank you this for coming, man. This is a man. dream come it. true. And, and I would like to have you out in L.A. If I, get, if I can, I'd love to fly you out, have you on my cooking show. We got our podcast studio there. I'd love to introduce you to some of my friends that got popular podcasts that I think you'd have a fun time with. and Because I'll tell you right now, your music's undeniable. Being right, undeniable is a, is, is a big thing in the, my world. And I, I played it for Kyle here driving over this morning. I was like, this song, and I'd, I'd walk him through the songs. This is how the world knows CeeLo Green. This is how, this is, I would go through your music catalog and play it. I mean, you are in my top five of hip hop. It's Tupac, it's Biggie. Always, people have said this, is fucking Trick Daddy. I've always said this. I've, I'm telling you. Uh, I, I won't even put Eminem in there because, and, and that he's like a white guy go-to right. with Eminem. But, right. but I grew up in the <laughs> South. I'll put I'll put Big Boy from Outkast in there. Right. And then I got to put like MJG or 8-Ball in there. Like those are my, those. that's what I listen to. That has forever. Do you remember back in the day when you could slide CDs into the car and it was and they'd stand forever. Yeah, they, yeah. And that that was my go-to. I put I got to put Scarface in there too. That motherfucker killed me. But you, you're a legend, and and the fact that I've I've met you, and uh, and I will say I I feel like we hit it off. I I can die a happy man. It, Appreciate thank you, it. man. Listen, any 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 time, whenever. All you gotta do, set it up with Co. 
Let me know how many days I'm going to be in L.A. I'll fly you in and out. I'll fly you in and out, fly you out first class. If 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 if, if you get Dr. Luke on, if you get Uncle Luke on the plane, I'll fly you guys out private. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I just, uh, I, it's a real honor. It's a real honor. And, and uh and I and I, I can't tell you how much this means to me. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Eat a booty gang. Bang, bang. Thank you so much.